what in tarnation is y'all doing here? This ain't no gosh darn hooting, hollering public vegetable farm. This is a privately owned fan fiction farm. So get your boots off our fresh planted fix. Obviously, that was just for the children due to the adult themes and language. Now that they're gone, right this way to the podcast. We could write a series of fan fictions just with Alan Rickman, or rather Snape, in literally Working places in every anime. <laughs> just Snape in Demon Slayer. Snape May. as one of the. <laughs> ha. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Very important. Wait. Wait. Well, hello, strangers, and welcome back to another episode of Stranger Than Fan Fiction, the show where we celebrate the fans and the fiction by reading fiction from the fans. Uh, I'm leaving the podcast, guys. Big shocker. Big no! news. Uh, oh, I'm why? starting my own brand of self-affirmation kitchen spreads called I Can Believe It's Butter. I'm Wes. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I am the monarch with two mandibles, Lady Jaja Reese. And I'm the secret cryptid you've never heard of, Dan Hunter. And I just changed my name to Fred. And, legally. Uh, legally. Wow. Wow. Why? And I'm going to open up a store where I sell banana bread, and it's called Fred's Banana Bread. Taha. <laughs> that's, that's cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking... Is there a deeper joke in that? Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. I'm the I'm the meme of the girl with like yeah. all of the math yeah. and like the geometry <laughs> on her. Like... I'm performing the calculations. Well, welcome back again, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you don't already know, this show is where we read fan fiction, talk about it, and just have a good time for like a half hour, forty five minutes. So, thank you so much for joining us, uh, guys. Going into kind of what we're gonna the fan fiction's about today. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Okay. I'm curious, what can you think of something that was in your childhood, something that you wanted desperately, but you couldn't have it? You either weren't allowed to, mm. you were told you couldn't have it, but like it's just something that was always, ah oh, man. If I could, and it, it could be a thing, it could be an experience, something that you were denied. Marshmallows. Marshmallows. Oh, because that's so, is that. So I grew up in a Muslim family, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of things had gelatin in them. Uh, uh, yeah, marshmallows were one of them. Now, this was in the early part of my uh, my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So this was like in the formative s'more years, right? Oh, you like you remember yeah. when when everybody was fucking having s'mores, and you're like, mm-hmm. I was out on a Boy Scout it was, retreat, it was the new bread. and they were eating s'mores, and I was like, I can't have. I just had graham crackers with chocolate. Still pretty good. It was good. I'm sure, but it's not the same, man. Yeah, it's something that that you want, something that you need. But then, we found a Daisy grocery store that sold halal marshmallows. Oh, and I had my first s'more. How was it? 
It's pretty good, transformative. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. say transformative, but sure, yeah, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> well, because it's a, I feel like a marshmallow without gelatin is like a lot of the like gluten-free like bread products where it's just like it's missing something like there's a well, reason gluten is a very common ingredient in bread stuff i will say it it doesn't make much of a difference oh really uh I, later on i've i've had uh, i'm sorry to the muslim community but i've had a marshmallow <laughs> with gelatin in it well i mean gelatin yeah. is gelatin with all being, of you guys in the muslim community it's I mean. being removed in a lot of stuff now too like well, gelatin yeah. was used in like sour patch kids and skittles and all that there's shit there's so many other alternatives, alternatives that do the exact it. same thing that don't require yeah. gelatin anymore. yeah yeah and plus like a lot of it's not just the muslims right like i know uh, the jewish community they observe uh trying to keep things kosher obviously mm-hmm. keep it kosher just keep it kosher keep it kosher uh but yeah, it was just like you never expected it. Like as a kid, when your mom tells you no, and yeah. you're like, "No, you can't have it. it." Has gelatin in it. Same thing with like pepperoni pizza and all that stuff. You're just like, well, "Fuck, I wanted to." But eat I want pepperoni pizza have Jello in it. Had, had Jello. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. pepperoni is actually Jello. <laughs> all of it. Little known fact. Uh, what about you guys? Something, something for me that I remember very vividly, vividly uh, was. There was, it, and it probably wasn't as big of a deal as I was making it, but when I was in like sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, I was selected as part of like a young achievers kind of program mm-hmm. uh, for students who had like exceptional grades to do study abroad programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like sent out these letters to kids whose grades were good enough. And they're basically, and it was it was through the school. Like my teacher handed it to me. It was like, yeah, this is for you. I was told to give these out to students who do really well. And it was an opportunity to go to Australia for like a couple months. Wow! As like as like a it, the next year as like a thirteen year old or something like that. So when I was going into middle school, and I would have like a host family, all like X, Y, and Z. And they would like talk about all the experiences that you would do and blah, blah, blah. And it it just seemed really cool because at the time I had never I had only been to like Iowa and Minnesota and Ohio. The three most important the three most important (laughs) state, the the anchors, the pillars of our great United States of America. Truly. They unite there. Yes. Yes. The center, the central point is the convergence Mm -hmm. of the universe. Yes. Uh, And. I just remember really wanting to do this. Uh, and I showed it to my mom. She's like, oh, that's super cool. And there was like a meeting date to go and like talk to people about it. And I remember we went. And the as soon as they were like, yeah, it's like $5,000 to do this whole uh, thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. And I looked up at <laughs> my mom. And she was like already looking at her phone. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't happen. But I just always I remember that so much because I was I like got so hyped up about it. I was like, oh, this is so cool, and I felt so like exclusive. But I'm sure that was something that was sent out to like a lot of kids. But it was such a cool thing that I was like, oh, that'd be so fucking cool. Being like a gifted kid gets expensive. Yes, because there's yeah. all these opportunities. It's They're so like, hard being so smart. It's so right? fucking hard being so smart. It's I true. hate it. I, God, I wish I wasn't so such a genius. Uh, yeah, no, mine, 
mine was pretty stereotypical because I have this weird like dichotomy about me where I both want to be cool and popular, but also want to resist. Are being not cool, cool and, and popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, like that's basically. It. Um, I like simultaneously want to be. I want to be in the mainstream and trendy, and then I also resist trends. So there's this weird dichotomy about me, and I've I've pretty much grown out of it. I don't really feel the need to be super trendy anymore. Um, but when I was in, like, middle school and elementary school, obviously everyone's like, well, I just want to fit in. And so even though there was that part of me that was like, no, fuck all trends, another part was like, okay, but I got I to gotta hop on the trend because yeah. I want to fit in. Um, so it was like the live strong bracelets. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I remember that that before. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone had them and people would fucking like, it must've looked ridiculous. How many, some of these people had, it was a collector. It was a collector's item for a while. Can I, can I tell like a quick sub story to my own live strong thing? Okay. So I have very, very small wrists. Mm. Like I've always just, I've always, we make fun of him constantly. I was actually, as a kid, I was very, very self-conscious about it. And because I was just a scrawny little kid, Mm -hmm. like I had no fucking meat on my bones so when i first got my live strong bracelets one of my friends gave one to me he had an extra one i remember that day very well because it blew my mind i almost cried uh, <laughs> but the, the bracelet was too big for my wrist and so it would literally like just like off. fall off my hand so what i did i went home to my mom i was like mom i need this bracelet to fit so i can look cool with my friends she cut off like your hand she, no no she <laughs> She snipped off like part of the bracelet and then stitched it back together uh, with a rubber bracelet. Yeah, what? Yeah, and it lasted for like yeah. a pretty good good while. Damn, mom! It was yeah. pretty cool. That's awesome. And then it fell apart, and I think that was around the time when the trend was falling trend apart. Was so dying. I was like, ah, yeah. this is it was this very is apt. It Do you was, guys as remember? As soon as your bracelet fell off, was the day that everyone that the stopped trend stopped. Caring. So it was me who ended the trend. So you're welcome, America. Do you guys remember the fucking the sex bracelets? Yes. The what? Mm-hmm. Did what? you guys have those? Maybe. Okay. So I did. It was there's these little bracelets <laughs> where if you if you broke the person's bracelet, it would mean that you want to perform a certain sexual act with that person. What? Yeah, what? Depending on the color of the bracelet. Yeah. What? I'm so glad we yeah, both no, had I this. I remember yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But of, of course we're You're not fucking... describing silly bands, are you? No, no, no. We're we, we were in it was i remember this happening in literally elementary school yeah i remember it in elementary school too yeah Yeah. and so of course nobody's actually doing any of these sexual acts they're elementary schoolers but they're like yeah yeah blowjobs something yeah nobody knew what it meant yeah like oh you broke a green one that means you have to blow 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 someone yeah whatever the the black one was was so it was so ridiculous (laughs) it was so ridiculous anyway uh yeah i didn't i didn't necessarily want to hop on that trend but like the 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 live strong one was definitely uh, was definitely something that I was yeah. like, oh, I want more. I want some of those. I want so more. I remember I went. I want I, to support Neil Armstrong. They, they were like 15. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I always got him confused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we like everyone had them, and they would have them like lining their arms, like so many of them. And I wanted just like a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they were like fifteen dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, and man. So we went to Dick's or something with my they mom. That some like some Milk. sports Milk. shop. Uh, in the area, and we got one, and I was like, nice. <laughs> I think we might have even gotten like an off brand one. Like, it wasn't even a real Livestrong bracelet, it was some like knockoff, and I was like, this will work. <laughs> Hunter, I know. What about you? Whoever had the most colors were the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, mine uh, was, a, it was a pretty isolated incident, um, and it comes with a small story. Uh, so, every every year, my me and my cousin Jake and, and his dad um, would go on a ski trip. 
And there was one year where the ski trip fell. It always fell on like the same week. It was usually Super Bowl weekend. But this one, it was the same weekend that this like life group middle school retreat was happening. And uh, or no, it was in high school. Uh, this this high school retreat was happening. And at my life group, we had been talking and we we somehow we got to the end of the world as a part of the conversation. Mm, and deep. We, How old were you? Oh, I was like a freshman. Three. Okay, <laughs> I was okay. like 14 <laughs> okay. going on 15. Um, and as I was in that life group, my life group leader was like, yeah, you know, one day the world's going to end. And and we need to make sure that, that we're living in a way that we get to we get accepted into the kingdom of heaven. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's so close. <laughs> and, and, and he said, he was like, yeah, I think it'll probably happen sometime in my 50s. And he was in his 20s. And I was like, oh, my God. What? And then I so I just started thinking of like all these ways that I could I could like dive in. And one of them was this retreat that was happening that was happening at the same time as the ski trip. And the ski trip had already been planned for months. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 blah. It was a yearly thing. And I remember sitting my parents down and being like. I don't know if I can go ski this year. <laughs> and they were like, what or what? And I was like, I have to go to this retreat because one day the world's going to end. <laughs> and of course, my poor parents must be like, what the fuck are they feeding you in there? And I, they they told me, they were like, Hunter, let's give this a month. Like, like the ski trip is... A couple months away let's let's just think about it and i was like i don't know if my decision is going to change because i have to help I, and they were like I have to go to heaven oh Mom. my god and then my parents were like okay you, you gotta chill out and so eventually of course like a month passed and things were fine and i ended up going on the ski trip and it was a blast and i don't regret it at all but i remember in that moment i was like I want this more than anything in the world. I want it for heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this for God. God. But then you got over it because you were like, oh, wait, I'm just going to super life. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just going to super life. It's going to be chill. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, so man. I want to get some super life t-shirts made. Yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. when That'll my- That'll be our first merch. Heaven yeah, on the front. Right. Super heaven life. on the front. Heaven on the front. <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Hell heaven yeah. Heaven on the front. Hell in the back. Hell yeah. <laughs> Along with one... our Cornelius T- uh, Cornelius, Cornelius J. Cobb. Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> shirts, yeah. Uh, one like clarifying question. You mentioned uh, the <laughs> the generic live strong. What would that- what would that slogan be? Like the Kroger brand of Live Strong. Well, exist. Uh, exist, exist well. Exist well. <laughs> the exist well bracelets. Breathe effectively. For Neil Armstrong. For Neil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One one small step. God damn it, Neil Armstrong. You I salute you. Space, <laughs> the real space cowboy. You space cowboy, Neil Armstrong. Oh, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for that. Uh, I think it's time we move into our uh, our weekly prompt. Yeah, do it. Let's bust it. All right. So uh, <laughs> the first of all, the weekly prompt is we scour Reddit, which by scour I mean I take a minute, hours, and yeah, exactly hours of minutes <laughs> uh, <laughs> to look up a writing prompt on the Reddit forum writing prompts, and we're gonna make up a little five minute story about what we've found. Uh, and this kind of comes from we recently watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong oh. together. Oh. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it is. 
just a it's a bad movie it's a dumpster mm. fire yeah. of a writing prop of a writing project yeah but you know <laughs> the animation's fun it's big, amazing big monkey punch big lizard yeah, and that's want, fun if you want big boom fight booms then it's not bad yeah so yeah. this very, is very good on that front. just walk out on the dialogue and come back yeah, yeah, exactly. start, <laughs> anytime anyone's speaking and there isn't a roar happening. You can like text just or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like get on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. But the moment like like suspenseful music starts playing, pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is this is from Reddit user Dragon Lover forty six twelve. Thank you, Dragon Lover. And thank you for loving dragons. Thank mm -hmm. you for liking, commenting, subscribing. <laughs> I hate everything. I hate everything. I hate this podcast. Uh, this this prompt says, a kaiju is shrunken down to the size of a kangaroo by the anti-kaiju defense force during its latest battle in Tokyo. As a result, the kaiju wanders through the city at night and discovers an entire world of beauty it had never seen while it was 120 meters tall. The AKDF, huh? So my first my first my first my first thought of this was turning it into a story Sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy story, almost like a, a sad story mm -hmm. where the kaiju is shrunk down and can coexist with man and discovers the wonders of living with these people that this this monster has been destroying up till now. Mm. But then as they slowly integrate into society they start to become the real monster, which is humanity. Oh. And the kaiju starts going to a desk job. So he starts, like, oh. go, he, maybe he goes into politics. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Mm. And he, he, like, puts on a little, uh, over his little lizard <laughs> head, he puts on a little suit and yeah. a little tie. And he has, like, a kaiju wife that's yeah. kind of like, <laughs> well, today's the day, sweetheart. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and and it's it becomes Godzilla becomes the real monster. He becomes one of us. So what you're telling me, Godzilla, is that if we slash the wages, we can increase our overall productivity. Profit. <laughs> it's risky. We can't let anybody know, but I like the idea. He becomes like a hedge fund manager. <laughs> you're twisted, Godzilla. I like you. <laughs> and when every when everybody holds the game stock stocks, he's like, <laughs> and like a, a beautiful. He's married to a beautiful woman, and yeah. she's like, "You just, it's all about money for you, isn't it?" <laughs> she's like throwing things. He's like, <laughs> he gets mad. And he's like, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking carves their house in half. <laughs> and she's like, always. I'm going to stay with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> My mother is not a monster. <laughs> you are. <laughs> monster here, you are. And then, like, it goes through a, a flash to the weekend where he's like... <laughs> he's yeah, imagine, like, another kaiju getting shrunk down and, like, trying to console Godzilla and being like... Mothra. <laughs> Mothra shows up as a small kangaroo-sized Mothra. Like, hey, she's just... Godzilla, Mothra gets just turned into a normal moth. <laughs> <laughs> starts flying into a lamp for hours <laughs> and Godzilla is like that's the beauty of, that's the beauty that Mothra has been missing this whole time it's the light. beauty of lamps <laughs> <laughs> then why hasn't then here's the question there's a giant lamp that we've been ignoring the sun why hasn't Mothra just flown into the sun <laughs> I feel like Godzilla is Mothra's lamp 
because he lights up. Oh yeah! Every time he Aww. fires a laser, that's so and she's cute. Like, and they're gonna have little lizard moth babies. Yeah, oh, they're flying lizard. Are <laughs> <laughs> are flying lizards a thing? Uh, Do flying lizards exist in our world flying today? Lizard, what would be the closest thing? Like a pterodactyl? Yeah, yeah. but I'm like, is there like a is modern a, equivalent? I, 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 there are lizards that have like. That are that have yeah. their legs and arms are like connected by a thing. I think <laughs> a membrane. Oh, I don't like, think I'm making that up, but I don't think by sticks. I don't think it's for flying. By sticks. I think I don't think it's for flying. I think it's for like you know jumping from tree to tree. Oh, like gliding. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Let so me, I don't so, know if there are any like reptiles that do that. So yeah. so we've got mm -hmm. my story where Godzilla becomes a hedge fund manager. Yeah. Is there is there an alternative hunter? I, I've got one. Uh -huh. Um. So we all know that Kong is a very lonely monkey. He, very lonely monkey. Lonely monkey. But when he gets shrunk down, Aww. he meets Coco. Oh, Who's Coco? The, the sign the, language The sign gorilla. language gorilla that was friends oh, yeah. with like Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. because there was, I remember watching a documentary about Coco, about how she was like trying to find a mate to have children. <gasps> and what better queen for the king? And Coco the gorilla, she teaches him so much language, and and he begins to like talk with her. And then when they have a child, he he teaches them how to speak through sign language, and begins the progenation <laughs> of the superior gorilla race. Okay. And then okay. takes over the, the, the planet of the apes. Yes, yeah. planet of the apes. Right. Nice segue. So. <laughs> Uh, there are there are not really flying reptiles, but there are gliding reptiles. Yeah. What is a gliding reptile? Like I said, they've got the they've like got like the membrane gliders. in between. Do there. they exist mm -hmm. like right now? Yeah. What's, yeah. What is what one? They, there's a snake that um, does it too. I think we have oh, the God. genus Draco, consisting of about forty two species of rather small lizards Draco. in the Agamidae family, which can achieve a very respectful glide angle of about nine point five degrees. Draco Agamete. These have very <laughs> elongated ribs that spread out with the covering of skin to create their wings, flattened hind limbs, and a small neck flaps to act as stabilizers. What's oh. the matter, Potter? Bit beyond your reach. <laughs> <laughs> as Draco's ribs, his ribs flatten out. He's like, oh, I don't need a broom. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Draco, what have you done? Bloody I'm hell! I'm an animagus. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> of course you'd be confused by this, you filthy mudblood. Well, that's a Licks perfect. his eyeball. <laughs> this is a perfect. We have to stop now because that's a perfect segue. It is a perfect segue. <laughs> really good segue. Uh, into our fan fiction for today. Uh, so, listen, audience. Audience. I have to apologize, and say thank you and at the same welcome. time because i don't know what the what the world has come to but apparently the insurance cinematic universe the icu <laughs> where we're sending you all uh is a a wealth mm. of just incredible fan fiction material <laughs> and it would I would it would be remiss of me. Is that the right way to say that? Yeah, I think so. Whatever. I'd I'd be I'd remiss. Be remiss I'd be too. remiss to not give you another taste of more of the insurance verse. It all started with Can You Hear Me Now guy. <laughs> yeah, and it's which which truly, like insurance companies have created their own like universes yeah. of characters, which is just crazy. So this this particular story is called 
Akio Insurance, and I bet you can tell where this is going. This is a Harry Potter and insurance cinematic universe crossover. This is like all insurance, even things that aren't even around anymore. Uh, because this was published in uh, on December 19th, 2015, so about six years ago. Uh, it's written by author Merlin Missy or M.T. Gat. Mitt Gat. Mitt Gat. Mount Gat. Mount Gat. Uh, MTG at uh, no it's definitely not that it's not magic no gathering at no nobody (laughs) not Uh, nice so I this is just it's wholesome it's funny it's lovely I'm so happy that I found this and it's probably going to lead to me finding a lot more insurance fan fiction. We're gonna. We're, this is what's gonna Welcome like launch the niche of our podcast. Yes, <laughs> we're like, gonna change it to Stranger, Stranger than, than Insurance, insurance fiction. Fraud. Insurance <laughs> fraud. Stranger than Insurance fraud. Uh, so for this fiction, Taha, you'll be our narrator, mm. and you will also be uh, Mayhem's second father. Hunter, you'll be Flo and Aaron Eddie. from Esurance. Eddie. <laughs> uh, Reese, you'll be Flo's father. Yes. Mayhem's first father. Yes. Professor Hayesbert, uh, which is the the Allstate guy, and oh, yeah, yeah. various other people. Is that the, the, the Allstate stand? Are you, you in good hands? Are you in good hands? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I am playing Mayhem. Leslie slash Steve, and you'll find out who that is, and various others, and then we're all the farmer's kids. I can't wait to be a farmer's kid. <laughs> a farmer. I'm just a farmer's boy. Make it happen, Mom. All right. Without any further ado, Taha, take it away. The day Flo turned 11 years old, she woke up to a very strange sight. A duck held a letter for her in its bill. After she screamed and feathers flew everywhere around her bedroom, the duck dropped the red envelope on her bed and waddled off, muttering obscenities. Flo read her name in black ink. Curious, she opened the envelope to discover a letter written in a neat, tiny handwriting that was almost perfect mimicry of typed 12-point courier. Welcome. You have been selected to attend Aflac School of Insurance Sales, the premier school for teaching young minds about the high art of selling insurance. The letter went on for a while with half a dozen legal uh, provisions and subclauses, which, it must be said, Flo read very carefully. (laughs) Mother! Father! She shouted, running out of her bedroom still in her nightie, clutching the letter up high in the air. I've been accepted into insurance school! My daughter isn't attending any insurance school, said Father over his bacon and eggs. I was an aglet salesperson my whole life, as was my father before (laughs) me. You are going to sell... Aglets? Is that the right yes. word? Aglet yes. is the little piece of plastic on the end of shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you are going to sell aglets and you are going to like it. But father, I want to save the world by giving people discounts on their insurance policies. Aglets. <laughs> Two months and a short yet furious shoelace war later, Flo dragged her wheeled suitcase alone to the Greyhound station. Ticket to Affleck clutched in one determined hand. She, she strode up to the kitchen... Uh, she strode up to the ticket counter. <laughs> when is the bus to Aflac? The ticket seller stared at her blankly. Next bus goes to St. Louis. I'm going to Aflac. I need to know when the bus arrives. St. Louis. <laughs> he repeated and walked away. Behind her, she heard a family come in. Two dads and a little boy. Did you say Aflac, dear? Asked the taller dad, who smiled kindly at her. Flo nodded. 
Our son is here going to the school for the first time, too. We're both alums, said the shorter dad. <laughs> We're both We're James. so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Flo, she said, sticking out her hand. The boy stared at her, at her hand. Then he said, I'm a nail. I've been hanging out on this road for like a week, maybe two, getting nice and rusty and just waiting for your car to drive right over me. Mayhem's a natural all-stage, said the first dad. Do you know where you're hoping to be sorted? Sorted? Before they could explain, a bus puffed up to the bus station, unlike any bus Flo had ever seen before. Where every square inch wasn't covered in bumper stickers, she could see psychedelic paint and bright orange flowers and peace signs. Other children lined up, all holding the same weird ticket Flo had found with her letter. Beside her, Mayhem's dads kissed him on the cheeks and ruffled his hair. Do us proud, said the second dad. I'm a lollipop, dress dropped onto the carpet last night by your toddler. Ants love me. Flo handed, uh, Flo handed the driver her suitcase and was handed a receipt. She got onto the bus and found a seat by the window. She was joined a few minutes later. She looked down at her seatmate. He waved up at her. Hello, miss. Ready for Aflac? I'm excited. I've, it's always been a dream of mine to help people save money. Same, he whistled to himself. Flo couldn't help herself. Have you been a lizard long? All my life. <laughs> Bit of a tip. I prefer gecko myself. Sorry, I'm Flo. Leslie. The gecko hiccup. <clears throat> I mean, Steve. Yeah, call me Steve. Leslie is a nice name, Steve. <laughs> you try growing up named Leslie and only four inches tall and see how much you like it. The gecko eased back into the bus seat. I'm hoping to be sorted into Geico. What about you? <laughs> What's sorting? Nothing major. Just when you arrive, the school decides where you're going to work the rest of your bleeding life. Just don't put me into farmers is all I ask. What's farmers? The gecko pointed to the front of the bus where a small chorus of children kept humming, We, we are farmers! Bum, 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 They're in the chorus? Sure. In the seat in front of them, an older blonde girl chatted amiably with her seatmate, then vanished. Flo would have stood up sharply if it wasn't for her fastened safety belt. What happened to her? She asked the other girl anxiously. The second girl shrugged. Someone said the jingle and summoned her. She'll be back. <laughs> the bus trip took several, several hours, during which time the little blonde girl appeared and disappeared, apparently being summoned home by her parents to collect her forgotten school items. Flo read her favorite book, Price Wars of the 1960s, to pass the time while Steve snored in the next seat. Behind her... She heard Mayhem introduce himself to the other children on the bus as, variously, a squirrel, a loose shingle, and a shard of glass. <laughs> at dusk, the bus pulled up in front of a huge castle. Flo stared at the carefully blunted tips of the iron fence, the bright spotlights flooding the grounds, and the obviously up-to-date windows. Helpful signs were posted, including, Watch your step, beware of dog, and... Path freezes before grounds. Use caution. Go on. Get your belongings. Er, your belongings will be delivered to your rooms. Keep your receipts. The children shuffled off the bus. The older children waved to the bus driver, who had his identification and insurance information displayed for easy viewing. See you in December, they said. Flo followed behind, with Steve and Mayhem close behind. They filed into the front hall. A pink-haired girl met them. I'm Aaron, she said. Head of house insurance. All first years, follow me this way. The rest of you may go into the great hall. She led Flo and the rest off to a small room. Hi. Hi. Uh, how many of you are super nervous right now? Several small hands went up. I'm your bladder. You drank a lot of soda today, and I'm feeling full, said Mayhem. Oh, another Allstate. Fab. 
The farmer's kids in their little business suits began humming again. Aaron quieted them down with a smile. Soon enough. Now, does everyone know about the sorting? Flo shook her head, Aaron said. Okay, it's super easy. Just then, a booming voice was heard from the door at the opposite end. Great, it's time to start. This way. They were led into a huge room with plenty of visible fire extinguishers and smoke detectors <laughs> with their lights glowing with fresh batteries. Flo read the sign at the door. Maximum occupancy, 325. <laughs> Excitement fluttered through her. Long tables with the corners carefully covered with bumpers lined the room. Students sat at the tables, eager faces turned towards the new kids coming into the room. Flo noticed individual refillable bottles of hand sanitizer at every spot. At the front of the room, a handsome man stood in the center and smiled kindly. In the deepest voice Flo had ever heard, he said, Welcome to Affleck School of Insurance Sales. I am Professor Haysbert, head of the house Allstate, and headmaster of this school. A few start of term announcements before the sorting. The general, he said, indicating a squat man in green at the front table, has graciously accepted a teaching position in online sales. <laughs> Professor Burke, head of house farmers. He paused to let the students from the farmer's table mm -hmm. hum their theme. Cannot join us tonight, but will be giving tours to new students when he returns tomorrow. He placed his hands together. Now, to the sorting. First years, please attend. He picked up a price code scanner from its place on a purple pillow. <laughs> the sorting scanner will decide where each of you will live out over the next several years. He held out a list. Jenny. A, <laughs> a nervous girl stepped out... From the, a nervous girl stepped out from the gaggle of first years. From another table, someone shouted, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jenny disappeared and reappeared beside the table to a burst of giggles from the rest of the students. Professor Haysbert laughed. Ha, sorted. <laughs> he called up the other students one by one. He scanned their arms and sent them to various tables around the room. Flo? Flo gulped. She walked up to him, scared. It's all right, he said quietly, just for her. It doesn't hurt. I just want to save people money, said Flo. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? Said Professor Haysbert. Flo nodded. We all do. <laughs> the scanner felt warm on her arm, and it beeped. Progressive. Flo heard a cheer from a table and turned her head to see happy children and a unicorn in a sombrero waiting for her. <laughs> as she scampered towards them, she felt as though she was finally coming home. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Oh man. I mean I don't insurance has yeah. no business <laughs> being the focus of such artistic no. genius. No, it really doesn't, but here we are. <laughs> it's so good. I love all the the fucking all the little references to like the overboard level of safety like yes. the yes. super <laughs> That was something that I was very impressed with because yeah. You could you can very easily make puns based off of existing references from insurance mm -hmm. stuff, uh, which this this did and indulged in that, which is hilarious because we all laughed. Yeah. But it takes an extra bit to <laughs> write that kind of level of detail where it's like, how would an insurance based school operate, <laughs> and like what would be the precautions, and what would be the interior and yeah. decorations, and that's that's the kind of attention to detail and like thought mm -hmm. that goes into writing a really particularly great piece of writing yeah. which i was just bravo this was so good i'm yeah. so happy you guys like
Absolutely. My favorite was uh, Great Hall, maximum occupancy, free 25. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely made me chuckle when I read it. First it's so subtle. Well, so I just brilliant. won more of the world for that exact same reason, because I agree like a thousand percent. That was my favorite part it are just those little minute details about the world mm -hmm. around them mm -hmm. rather than just the puns of the things that already exist. So what is the rest of... Yeah, uh, I was about to say, is there more? Uh, no. That's it. This oh, that's a, criminal. Oh, this has got to be more of this. This is a self-contained so story. Ah. A little, little one-shot blurb. So, I mean, that that falls to us at this point to kind of talk about what we would like to see. Yeah. Ta -ha. Could you just... Well, I, good thing I have insurance on this phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bravo, bravo. Thank you. Uh, well, I want to talk about mayhem. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's... Well, he's kind of like got... the Draco of this... I don't know. Oh, okay, so so what? I was gonna say I feel like he's the Ron Weasley. Uh -huh. You think so? Yeah. Cause, well, because oh, if, if we're going by like how Harry Potter was, he's introduced at the train station, and it's the first person that that's true. Flo meets. So we've got like potentially mayhem being Ron and Leslie slash Steve being Hermione. But if we want to try him out as Draco, I'm well, interested to I see want what to, you I want to try him out as that. something something a little bit different than Ron. Uh-huh. Uh, only for the purpose of knowing from the mayhem, like the commercials. Oh yeah. How he's, he's how much nasty, of an agent of chaos he's a nasty is, guy. You know? So like how is his story gonna play out in this insurance world? I have one thought. Okay, yeah. please. Flo graduates seven years from now, uh -huh. enters the insurance world, is doing really well. But one day, she is visiting Japan, and she goes to a dock and sees Mayhem staring out at the ocean. Uh -huh. She's like, Mayhem, oh my God, oh, no. it's been forever. And he's like, he just turns to her with like a red eye, and he's like, I'm a massive nuclear lizard. <laughs> and I'm coming for the city. And she's like, what are you? <gasps> and Godzilla rises up. And then we skip the kaiju fight. We skip a week or two ahead in the bedlam uh, that is Tokyo that has been now destroyed. Uh-huh. The and insurance like, claims. Wow, they really didn't tell us about this in school. And it's all of the insurance people following through with everything that was destroyed by Mayhem's super lizard. Uh -huh. All state, progressive, farmers, like, the general, they all have to work together <laughs> to create insurance claims for everyone who was who, whose property was destroyed in the great like, attack. We need a giant lizard clause. <laughs> what, what does this fall under? Does this fall under natural disaster <laughs> insurance? Does this fall under weather? Okay, giant hold on. lizard clause. I, I just figured out the perfect way to tie all of this together. And it's 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 got a very like Aaron Yeager feel to it. Uh -huh. I think that's what Mayhem like the role of him be, being the common enemy of all things. He's uh -huh. like maybe like in his time in school, he sees that like all of the different insurance companies, as uh, he sees the flaws in their divisiveness between each other, and he's like, "I'm the greatest unifier of the world. <laughs> I'm gonna unite all insurance companies." <laughs> It's all the same. Through my power. I'm and like, does he become the Dark Lord Mayhem? I think yes. So. Well, it, it, <laughs> it kind of lends itself to that. He learns the ins and outs oh, of no. all of the different insurance companies. So he he takes, so he, his idea, his ideal is that all insurance should be one. So he wants to create universal insurance. Universal <laughs> health insurance. What better way to do it than create 
a, a universal, universal calamity threat. calamity that yeah. you have to ensure because wow. you can never predict it. So is he the Dark Lord or is he simply trying to give to health insurance to even exactly. common man? Flo's like bloody arm, like, like her eyes like shut and she's like, you become a monster. And he's like, <laughs> like you I've... and I want the same thing. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> brave enough to do it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> oh my God. Flo's like, everyone should be able to choose which insurance company they want. I'm just trying to save people money by making them buy all sorts of insurance. <laughs> You're too short-sighted, Flo. Uh, giving it straight to them. <laughs> but, but providing competition between us gives people more affordable rates. Who makes choices when you have insurance? <laughs> <laughs> It'll cost too much to have a universal insurance, but not nearly as much as it would having all the insurance is that you meager people fight over like scraps <laughs> oh man Damn. i already love that yeah that's... i am not here to protect you i'm here to unify you i see like both of his dads like seeing him controlling godzilla just like son come back to us <laughs> son <laughs> since we were both james son. oh yeah we were both son son. son 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 come back to us come back, back over to... here stop godzilla <laughs> God, whoa, look at the size of that Pokemon. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Jay, man. Go coughing. Coughing. Mayhem, what are you doing? What you taught me. <laughs> Furthering my abilities. <laughs> I'm going to catch them all under the blanket of my but insurance. I, I do love this idea, though, where suddenly, like, like Flo tries to stop him by herself. Yeah. Fails. Mm -hmm. And then... You see, like, all the other characters that she went to school with, like, meeting up in a dark alley, and they're like, what are you doing here? You and I aren't friends. We were in different houses. And then you just see Flo, like, step out in a trench coat oh with a God. cigarette, and she's like, <laughs> let's not fight. We've got a greater cause here. I'm imagining. Dude, <laughs> what do you have? I don't know. I... <laughs> The, the portal scene from in Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but instead of portals, you just hear, like a good neighbor, stay from is there. <laughs> and just like all of these people start showing up and then <laughs> oh my god you just see mayhem with his kaiju and he's like you think this is enough then you just hear like hey, blow. And they're like what is that and, and it just a, a cloud of ducks are flying in like and other insurance companies are riding on them they're like the general <laughs> that actually works perfectly because mayhem starts most every sentence with i am something so yeah. he gets the i am Inevitable. <laughs> the general brings a tank. The general just brings an army. Call one eight hundred general now. Break the roots to get online. Don't worry. This baby's insured. I also imagine a scene where like Flo and Mayhem fight, and Flo's like on the ground, like barely conscious, and right before like her vision fades, you see like. A white, a pure white winged figure like flying over her and like it's it's getting dark, but then you just hear like I fly <laughs> and then her eyes like <laughs> It's like it's like it's got plenty of reverb on it, so it's like I fly, I fly. <laughs> She's like I may she sleep in peace in the webbed toes of the duck <laughs> flying, like flying over Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Haysbird is riding duck riding the duck and like looking at Flo and is like you're in good you're hands. You're in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yo, my we god. Need, we need, that's that's the ICU right there. That's the, the insurance ICU. cinematic universe. And it's just a direct copy of the Marvel cinematic yeah. universe. And the monster <laughs> cinematic <laughs> universe. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's god. literally just us ripping off of other things and putting insurance in it. Yeah, Correct. that's I mean Which it, is what everybody wants. Oh. 
clearly oh, yeah. because you keep writing it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so awesome. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, all we can do is find more. Exactly. That's it. Well, once again, let me let me give credit to the author. This was once again Accio Insurance by Merlin Missy MT Gat. M to Gat. Mount Gat. But not MTG. No, no. it could not no. possibly. <laughs> Who would ever? Uh, so thank you. What if they reach out to us and they're like, it actually, actually was MTG. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Merlin Missy. This gave us an inordinate amount of joy. Honestly, yeah. just oh, yeah. a grotesque amount. Too much. I need to call my insurance. I'm I having so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, everybody, that's going to do it <laughs> for us. because I'm not insured. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it for us this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a blast this, uh, this episode. Uh, is there anything you guys have before we sign out for the day? Uh, well, it, it's probably, this is going to get released at a different time, but uh, you all might know this at this point when you see this, but all of our Patreon content Mm. is now free yes uh our minisodes are off the page all of that will be released free to all of you all to watch so uh yeah. we'll probably have announcements way prior to the time that you see this but i'm throwing it out there because it's it's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and at present time we just made this decision so yeah. in future time yes we made who this knows? decision <laughs> who knows this decision in the past yeah. right now yeah whoa what's that is that a portal from the past Oh no, it's us, and they're coming to kill us. And sign out of this episode. <laughs> oh, well, before we get murdered, I guess it's time for us to sign out. <laughs> so as always, <laughs> remember. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time, and as always, stay, stay strange. strange. In good hands. In good hands. If you like what we're doing, consider leaving a comment or a review. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at STFF Podcast, or make your way over to stffpodcast.com. If you really, really like us, consider subscribing to our Patreon to support us further. Thanks for listening. <laughs>